T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. All right, happy to welcome you back to the show. Joining us now, University of Miami women's basketball coach Katie Meyer. A uh, big winner yesterday over Syracuse, so that was a nice win. And uh, nice to get back into the win column after a little X's and O's session. Coach, welcome back to the show. Congratulations on yesterday's victory. Uh, that was a well-played game, wasn't it? It was, and, and it was a needed uh, performance from our team. You know, we, we were suffering through some doubts and some discomfort, and uh, it was nice to just have them put their foot on the gas and not let up for 40 minutes. I was really proud of them. Uh, how well, uh, I guess well, I know the answer. Mykia played well enough that I heard one of them, one of them that they changed her name to Mykia Trey. Yeah, that was really cute. So she got free early, and uh, some of it was a function of the game plan, but honestly I thought that her and Kelsey Marshall just had a completely different mentality in terms of understanding that, you know, if not you, who? Like who, who, who possibly right now has had the role – where they've scored over 20 points, you know, more than three or four times in their career, and it's those two, and they have to, have to, have to step up and uh, be shot makers for us. So I think they both took that on. And this was a good squad uh, they played in Syracuse. That traditionally they've been yeah. very good. Oh, they're great. They so we have the third toughest uh, schedule ranking in the country right now. Number three. I, I, I couldn't believe that. Uh, I knew we had a tough schedule, but I didn't realize we were the third toughest. And Syracuse is right up there, too. And we played Oregon State. They played Oregon. You know, we played Indiana. They played. So they have played everybody, and they, they played the top teams in the league, too, Florida State, Notre Dame. They beat them both in overtime. And, um, and so that was just like a, an, an enormous win for us. Um, you know, the, the schedule hasn't helped us in terms of being without B and MJ during a stretch where we had the top teams in the league coming to our arena. You know, you, you love those opportunities. You just wish you were at full force. But – so this was just a huge win for a, a bunch of reasons. Yeah, 77-62 over Syracuse. And uh, you mentioned you're without Beatrice. That has to be a bit frustrating, right? I mean, you got the preseason ACC Player of the Year. And uh, so uh, I guess a day-to-day situation. But uh, it's not often you get players, I guess, of that caliber uh, for a senior season. And so you're, you're working through that. Right, and I, I think the team's done a great job. What's what's been it's a hard time frame, right? And they say, okay, listen, she's out for whatever, you know, when a player's injured, know. But for this, it's so difficult because you don't exactly know because it's a lot based on her symptoms. So you don't exactly know if you know tomorrow she wakes up and she's pain free, we're rolling, you know. So um, how much do you adjust as a coach? So we had a couple games there where. We just kind of were putting a Band-Aid on it, but now we've, you know, had to make for real adjustments. And somebody like Destiny Harden, um, I couldn't be happier for. I mean, Jameer Houston had a great second half for us. Taylor Mason played wonderfully yesterday um, off the bench. So uh, at first I think there was just a lot of confusion about what's my role now. And I was like, guys, i got to figure it out too. Like this is because Beatrice's replacement was MJ. And MJ's out too. So, you know, you could go small and just put MJ in there, and we'd played with that lineup plenty. 
But to lose the both of them um, really, really checked us down to a whole different style of basketball. So um, I was really happy with the adjustments yesterday. And maybe a, a little bit of an under-the-radar number in the game. Uh, almost flawless on the free throw line. A nice 15 for 20 day uh, at the free throw line. So one, getting there, and two, making them. Right. I think the biggest number, and they said it on the broadcast, and it's funny because we were actually aware of it as a staff, but, you know, we're undefeated when we have more than 15 assists in a basketball game. And um, it's really important for uh, the the games that I have just sat there and said, what the heck is wrong with my team? Uh, We've had less than eight assists. And the ones that the Indianas and the Louisvilles and the Oregon States where we just slugged it out and couldn't. And uh, our passing is something we absolutely lost with Laura Cornelius and the Mesa Hoff in terms of how what high level you sometimes don't appreciate the pass until you know you, th- those players aren't there. You, you watch when you prep, you know, and you watch how we beat Syracuse last year, or how we beat Louisville last year, and you see the the, the power of the pass. And so um, we're working through that. But you know, you can't have a command of your passing and your assist if you're not understanding the system and your role and and you don't have the you know consistent you know seven player rotation so we're playing 11 we're playing 12 um there's going to be some sloppy play still but uh, as long as we're playing with energy you know i'm really proud of them uh up next uh you go on the road now for two games uh the first one you're going to go to north carolina Right, and I was just watching their victory over NC State, who was undefeated uh, prior to that. And they are a they are a mistake-free basketball team. And they don't have a lot of depth. They 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 only. I mean, there are games where they've had zero points from their bench. I mean, they have to have their top five has to perform. Uh, their bench has scored under ten points in every ACC game. So it's interesting. Uh, what a contrast. You know, it's going to be a style that, that, you know, we're okay with making some mistakes if, if, if we have a bunch of possessions and they're going to not have as many possessions and take care of the ball, which is a different for North Carolina in the past with a new coach and, and just with the lack of depth that they have. So it's, it's, they are doing a fantastic job. Their kids are all on the same page. They're playing 35 minutes each. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to impose our will like we did yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Hurricanes 10 and 6. On the season, a uh, big game coming up with North Carolina. And then uh, you go to Notre Dame, a team you beat last year, one of the great wins of the season a year ago. So uh, they'll probably be in a snarly uh, uh, frame of mind. But you'll go to Notre Dame, yeah. and, and uh, that will be a great opportunity. It, it, you know, these road games, um, they're actually I – mean, you, you've known me for a long time. I love it. Yeah. I, I absolutely love ACC road games. I I I have I feel like we can. It's everything's an opportunity. Um, no matter who you're playing in our conference, you're not expected to. You know, you're always an underdog on the road, and and um, you you always have uh, an opportunity to take something from someone. And when we have that mentality, when this year's team has that mentality, we play at a pretty high level. Where do you think? Uh, just a general view. Uh, women's basketball this year, you've got South Carolina, Baylor, Stanford, Louisville, UConn, Oregon uh, also in the mix, UCLA in the mix, Oregon State, a uh, team you saw. Yeah. What, what do you see this year in, in women's college basketball? Well, it's, it's, it, it's, it's finally where you know, we all have wanted it to be. You know, Last weekend, Arizona State, the team that knocked us out of uh, the NCAA tournament, like, this has not happened in a weekend ever. They beat number one and number three. They beat Oregon and Oregon State. Um, happened to be in the same conference. The, the, the Pac-12 does weekend games. But um, the only time that's ever happened before is in the Final Four. I mean, it's just – and 
Arizona State was, you know, ranked a, a similar kind of opinion of them as, as us. We were kind of a top 25 in and out kind of top 25 team, and they beat them both. And so now you have a new number one in South Carolina. You have Notre Dame, who has traditionally been the top three team, and they lost 10,000 points off of their team, 10,000 points. Uh, career points off of their team last year. That's never happened in women's basketball. So, you know, recruiting's getting, uh, you know, they're not all just going to one or two schools anymore. Uh, I think the, 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 the investment that the administrations are doing in women's basketball has made it a lot more even, a lot more parity. And um, so it's one of those deals where the most focused team, and, you know, I always say the most excited team usually wins if, if the talent's, you know, somewhat comparable. I, I had to scratch my head there for a minute. Ten thousand points, and that's not—you know—you just don't go, okay, abracadabra. Let's replace that. No, you just can't. I mean, that—they that, they had four seniors they knew, and then they had a a, a young lady. That, their four seniors had are were all two thousand point scores. Remember when we lost Shadis Johnson and Raquana Williams, right. and we lost over four thousand points, and that is very rare, you know, plus Sylvia Bullock. So we had lost about 4,500, almost 5,000 points. And I thought, wow, when does that ever happen before? But 10,000. So, you know, four seniors and then a a, a lady who ended up being the number one pick in the draft that had the option of um, staying or or coming back and she left and that that made it 10,000. You know, the other other thing you said, uh, you mentioned that all the recruits aren't going to the same schools, which actually I think they do in college football now. But I do think that's important (laughs) in in women's college uh, basketball to see uh, teams from different geographic areas have a chance to compete and win. Right. Well, and I mean, I told the Arizona State story, but let's yeah. give, you know, our, our last year's, our, our, we beat uh, number three and, and number five, you know, right. I mean, number two and number four last year with Louisville and uh, Notre Dame, but you just didn't do it in the same weekend. But that doesn't happen usually either. Like, the, it, the, someone who's not one, two, three, four, or five doesn't just pop up and beat one and two or three and four very often. Uh, in the same season, but um, you know, once you do that, then then that opens up a lot more doors for recruiting as well. Just not just have one fluke game, but literally be like, no, 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 we're that good. It wasn't a fluke. We're that good, and here we're going to do it again. And so that's we're, we'll have some of those opportunities coming up uh, this season as well. And 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 I think this team's getting a lot better every time we play. So we'll see what we got. Yeah, you look at the uh, you, from the ACC, Louisville, North Carolina State, Florida State, um, all in the top what top 10 top 15 i guess you want to say right so uh every night as we often talk about and i guess you have to convince your young players there there are no free lunches in the acc right they're not and i mean the only the only loss that we've had was at georgia tech uh that wasn't ranked and and they were um you know, in the middle of that game, that's when we kind of lost Beatrice and, and MJ. So that was like uh, a little bit of an adjustment. We had a, a decent lead and kind of fumbled it away. But, it, you know, we're still uh, a very formidable team, and we're still a team that, um, you know, people are going to need to be talking about. It's just who you play, when you play them, and where you play them. And we've, we've had a, a stretch here where, you know, some of these home games that we traditionally picked off, that's why the Syracuse win was just so crucial for us because it showed, okay, you know, we're not sitting here feeling sorry for ourselves. We're still a great basketball team, and here we come, and we're coming after you. So I loved it. I loved it. I love this change in mentality. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't uh, – people better not shortchange uh, your program because right now you've got the Holy Trinity, which is good coaching, good scheme, good players. Right. We're, we're, we are absolutely – I'll tell you, we, we're going to have growing pains regardless 
I mean, we, we, because I like our talent, it's, it's, it, it's ever changing. Um, you know, but I just can't tell you how proud, like Iggy Allen or Destiny Harden or somebody that, you know, when the season started, Iggy wasn't even eligible until the semester and, and Destiny was, you know, games that she did not play and she started yesterday and came through for us. And so, you know, if you keep working on our program and you stay faithful and you play with energy, you really have a, a very, very positive attitude about learning and just getting better. Um, you know, you're going to be a star. And, and you know, these young kids are, are, are very, very good and they're, they're coming on. Uh, the other thing I think you've done very well uh, is develop players. I think whatever it is that you do in your developmental program, uh, you've been able to do a really nice job of developing players. Well, that's a huge credit to the staff. And I think I'm all about, you know, if you really invest in something, if you really, if it's your decision to do a workout, it's your decision to grab film with a coach, and it's your decision to, to you know, ask coach for an extra workout, But uh, then, then you're a, little, a lot more invested in it than when somebody says, well, here's the schedule. This is your only time to get better during these times. And so we have the 20-hour week, but we also have, you know, within that 20, we don't use them all in the team practice. We absolutely carve out time and say, okay, you know, the film counts in your hours, the, the individual skill work counts in your hours, but you come find us. Like, you come find us and you write your name on my board. Or you, Kelsey Marshall, text me today, Coach, can we do film tomorrow at this time? And those are the players that do really, really well because when, 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 they're, when they're asking for their help, then they don't let go of uh, their investment. Right. You know, I think uh, some don't comprehend well. Some uh, people that are on the outside uh, are always talking about, oh, a coach has got to develop players. Well, it's a two-way street, and during the season – it's not exactly the easiest thing to do is dedicate time to develop players. They've got to come meet you on that one. Exactly. And like I said, I, I, it, for us as a staff, you know, it's a lot easier. Um, it's a lot more efficient as the, as the staff member to say, I'll do film with 10 players. I'll do a workout with six players. You know, I mean, why don't we just schedule it all at the same time? But that is not where the development occurs. And so that's where I give so much credit to my staff because, you know, we believe in individual skill workouts, and, and, and in the off season, if we're doing an individual skill workout, there could be one player and the entire staff is in there with them. Um, if one player wants to work out and you're in the office and you're available, then we're all short. So it's not just the position coach. That way, we all have the same perspective. We know what they're capable of. We, we give our input. Um, but, you know, my staff works really, really hard. Who do you have tonight? Do you like Clemson or LSU? You know what? Okay, so you know I love college football, but you know I really haven't been studying this. But I just I know LSU is supposed to be so much better, but hey, they haven't. They just kind of popped up right now, and they've had a great run. But Clemson's got the maturity and the experience. So if LSU is a good fifteen points better, just straight up, um, then they'll probably win. But uh, I, I don't know. It's a whole different stage, and I think Clemson Clemson's comfortable there. Well, I probably should have asked the question this way, and I asked Coach L. Uh, the wrong way, but I'll ask you as a coach, if you're coaching against the champion, you know that your team, if you're coaching against the champion, then that's, you, you, right, I mean, that's a big challenge to bring him down. Oh, yeah, and I mean, it, it's, you, you can you can have your players just be really, really aggressive and go for it, but I mean, LSU's coaching against, they're coaching against the champion, but they're the favorite, so that's a really weird scenario, right? I right. mean, you, you, they're, they're, everyone just kind of penciling in LSU right now, and I'm going, hey, wait a minute now. Let, let's let's give some credit here. And then, I mean, I know LSU's quarterback is great and all that, but Clemson's defensive coordinator is not bad either, so let's see what they got. All right, very good. Thank you for joining us. 
I appreciate it. We'll talk to you the next week. Good luck against Carolina and Notre Dame, and congratulations on the victory. Thanks, Joe. Talk to you next week. Okay, that's uh, University of Miami coach Katie Meyer. When we come back, Gino Damari will join us. We'll have our first baseball discussion of the year. But first, let me talk about Williamson Cadillac and Ed Williamson. Williamson Cadillac has been a part of Miami's unique community for over 52 years, and I think a part of the University of Miami for those 52 years as well. Because uh, when you talk about supporting the University of Miami, Williamson Cadillac is right there at the top of the list, and so is Ed Williamson. And through all those years, it's been their pleasure serving this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here because Williamson is Miami. Now, right now, you can experience the next generation of Cadillac like the new Escalade, the XT4. I'm driving the XT5 now. It's smooth. It's quiet. A lot of room. And it's very, very safe. You can check out, you can also check out the CT6 or the first ever 2020 Cadillac XT6 with three rows of luxury all in stock and ready for delivery right now. You can uh, go to the dealership. And if you don't know where it is by now, let me tell you that it is conveniently located at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway. Or View their entire inventory online at WilliamsonCadillac.com. Williamson Cadillac. Williamson Cadillac. Your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 